We want to speak on the subject, <coughs> the purpose of God according to election, part two. I was looking at, uh, when I made this outline, I said, I must, I think I taught that a while back, and I did. It was about three years ago, but uh, we've, hopefully God has showed us something new and that we can remember you know, what is the purpose of God according to election? Have your Bibles turn with me to the book of Romans, chapter 9 and verse 11. The writer said, For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God to election might stand. Not of works, but of him that calleth. From that verse, we understand what election is, what the purpose of it, you know, as we look at the Romans 9, 11, and we read a little further, uh, in verse 12, it was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but he, Esau have I hated. You uh, got to understand that in this particular setting, that uh, God loved one of them a lot less. We'll get to that in just a moment. In verse 14, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. God loves each one of us individually. He loves each one of us differently. But he created us. He planned our life. He planned my day. He planned this morning. He said, for he said to Moses in verse 15, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. We see that when we think about certain diseases, we see uh, young people that have a certain ailment and they only live a few years. Some live to be up in their, you know, even 80s or 90s. God showed compassion. It was not because of anything maybe those two people did, but God loveth whom he will. And the, most people say, well, I don't understand that. I don't like to read on that. Uh, well, why did you marry the person you married? Why did you fall in love with the person you fell in love with? You know, there are Marvel people than maybe you married is 
may in the eyes of the world more beautiful than the person we married. But if we married who God wants us to and intended us to do, but he doesn't force us, but uh, we'll bring that out. We see in the Verse 17, for the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up that I might show my power in thee and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will he will harden. Thou will say then unto me, Why doth he yet find faith? Nay, but, O man, who art thou to reply against God? Who are we? Who are you and I to question what God does? The God that I serve knew before the foundation of the earth that I would have a heart problem. He knew I would have two surgeries. He knew this. He knew that. But that doesn't slack our responsibility because before God reckoned himself or introduced himself to me, I was as depraved as any lost man. What made the difference? Well, the purpose of God. You know, so if we look in our text verse in 11, Romans 9, 11, as we read, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. God didn't save me or you because of our goodness. He saved us despite our sinfulness. So God chooses whom he will and none can call him into account. There's nobody can... Say, Lord, why did you drop from 70 degrees to 50 degrees? Why? Because he wanted to. But even more, if you believe what I believe, I believe that God knew what the weather would be in Kentucky before the world even came into existence. That's an all-knowing God. It's an all-knowing God. So when people profess to be saved and they really know they're not, God knows that. It's no surprise to the Lord. He knows how we're going to react to everything. So what is the purpose of God according to election? Why did he elect Steve Hampton? Because he's got a purpose for Steve Hampton that I can't fulfill. You can't fulfill. 
Divine election is an act of God's free grace. Isn't that what verse 16 says? So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Think about that. I know that God did not choose us arbitrarily. He had some wise and holy reason for doing so. But I know also that the reason does not lie in us. God chose us not because we were either good or evil, but simply because he would. How do we see that? Well, if we go back to the book of Matthew and we look at Matthew 11, notice what God says. Matthew 11, chapter, and the 26th verse, God said, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Seemed good within thy sight. God did what he did, does what he does, will carry out what his plan because it seemed good in his eyes. So I know that God did not choose us randomly like picking a number at a lottery. God served me, saved me on purpose, and he saved me for a purpose. If you're here this morning saved, God saved you on purpose. It wasn't an accident. He saved you for a purpose. So it behooves us to search Why did God save me? Have I fulfilled God's intentions? Now, if you can grasp what I'm saying, we, a lot of people have called me since what happened in Israel. God is getting ready. To take us home. And there are some steps that will happen. One of the steps that will happen is that every country will turn their back on Israel. Because the United States and a lot of other nations who profess to be Christian nations have ceased to be have ceased to be. So as Matthew 11, you know, 26 tells us, even as the Father, for so is seen good in his eyes. God's purpose of election is irresistible. We look at Isaiah. We look at Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet here in Isaiah 46. 
want you to see this. Isaiah the 46th chapter beginning with the ninth verse. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. None. Declaring the end from the beginning. What does that mean? It means that God knows the ending of every country. He knows the ending of everyone in this building and everyone that is still living. He knew the day you was born. That scripture, if you study it, will show us that you were born right on time. I'm not arguing with the medical world. You know, the doctor said, you know, you're two weeks early, you're two weeks late. By their standards, I don't argue that. I don't agree with it, but I don't argue with it. You're born right on time. And you're going to die right on time. If somebody saves your life, you say, well, he saved my life. It was God that had that plan in your life, but you didn't die, did you? Because it's God that gives life and it's God that takes life. I want that individual on my side. And he is. He is my Savior. So when we look at Isaiah 46, verse 9, and then we look at 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. You know, I remember asking my kids when they were home, son, why did you do that? Well, I want to do that. Why does God choose some and don't choose all? Because he wanted to. None of us deserved it. I don't deserve the blessings that God has bestowed upon me. There's nothing I can do to earn that. That's why the salvation is a gift. A gift. God says, says here in verse 11, calling a ravenous bird from the end, the man that that uh, ex- executed my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. It will also do it. I will also do it. Whatever God prophesies in this book, make sure you're going to do it. If you read this book about the second coming and and the Jewish nation, Israel will be taken out. Then the great multitude of the Jews will be saved during the tribulation period. It will happen exactly like God. But our signs, God said, look at the signs. Well, the signs, we are all common. You know, you can't trust anybody Seems like everybody lies, everybody steals, you know. We name all of those things. But you want to really get excited? See when the countries make an open stand, I will not help Israel. 
Look up, brothers and sisters. Christ is on his way. When did that happen? It didn't happen today. Only God knows when. But the purpose of God in election is that he elected me to carry out his will. Not to question him. Election is God's unchangeable purpose of love. Having chosen his people, he will never go back on his word that has gone out of his mouth. When you read simply as John, you know, the Gospel of John, Romans 8, 28, we did go on and on. When God spoke that, and we have it in written form, God is not going back on his word. Election is God's unchangeable purpose of love. Divine election is effectual. It's effectual. Those women in the book of Romans. As we look in the book of Romans, we, we see how God has carried it out. So here in Romans chapter 8, Romans 8, verse, let's just go up one scripture that I didn't mark down, but Romans 8, 28, see, God says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called, who are the called. That the is a definite article which means it's going to take place. So, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Almost any marriage will go better if you love your wife and the wife loves you. God loves me, I know, because he chose me from the foundation of the world. He called me out of darkness. He saved my soul, and he gives me grace each day to do those things which I need to do. But as we look at that, and we look at verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You believe that verse? How come we still have Christians been saved, they say, for years, and we see very little difference in their life? Because God's word said, for whom he foreknow, he also did predestinate. Predestinate what? Predestinate I'll be rich? No, he didn't say that. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he justified. And whom he justified, them he will also glorify. That means that one day I won't have this body that is 
that's ridden with a lot of diseases, but I will have a glorified body. That's the end. You know why? Only a glorified body can leave this earth and go to heaven with the Lord. But we think, you know, I like this body. I spent a lot of money to make it look good and feel good and all that. It doesn't with the change. God said, we know that all things gather for the good to them that love God. So let me give you an example. A person, two or three weeks ago, a month ago maybe, we were talking and he said, why does nothing in my life go right? I looked at him, I said, you think you've got anything with you do with you being lost? See, lost men try to claim God's promises that are for only saved people. Did you see that when I read it? He said, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that what? That love God. We not... We may not think it's good. We don't like it. And we may, you know, Lord, I'm trying to do the best that I can. Well, let me make another statement. Are you just doing the things that God wants you to do in order for him to bless you? That's what kids do. You remember that gift you wanted, son, for Christmas? Well, you got to be good. You think God looks at Steve and says, Steve, if you want me to bless you, you got to do this or that. No, God's already done it. All Steve's got to do is to believe that God's already done it. We believe as if it already happened. All things work to good for those who love the Lord. It's not the point whether God will do it. The question is, do you love the Lord? But we get all tired and worn out and we say, well, you know, I do the best that I can. Are you dependent on you to do the best you can? Or are you dependent on God working in you to do the best you can? But so the Lord says here, you know, in verse 30, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, then he will also glorify. So the bottom line, if we want to be Biblical, I'm going to be glorified someday because of what God predestinated what would happen in my life. You see that? Moreover, whom he did predestinate. What took place? God made the choice. That's what election is. God chose me. And if God chooses you, he'll empower you. God never expects Steve to do something 
unless he knows he's going to be willing because God what? God's already predestinated that to happen. And God doesn't predestinate sin. We do that on our own. But God predetermined that if he truly saved me, I'm going to grow in grace and knowledge. I mean, how am I going to acknowledge that God loves me unless I'm being obedient? That's why he said, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. See, he predestinate. That's what the chosen is. God chose in eternity. That's not hard shellism, that's free Baptist, free grace, because this is what true Baptists believe. Every soul chosen by God in eternity was redeemed by Christ at Calvary and will be regenerated by the Holy Spirit at God's appointed time. Read any Ecclesiastics. If you remember Wednesday night's lesson, I make a lesson like that every month to remind me that if I'm doing good, it's because I'm being obedient to his word. And if I'm not doing good, I have slipped back into the flesh. Matter of fact, what was those who were here Wednesday night, you know, some really surprised me. Some told me before they left, others texted me after I got home. I really enjoyed that. All it is is an outline showing that God does this, does this, does this, does this. We just are obedient to it. See, God's purpose of grace is election is personal. You know, it's personal. Christ chose me in Christ for what? Why? Well, I'm a simple-minded person. I'll, I'll tell you my belief. I believe he chose me in Christ because he wanted to. You know, that's what people in authority does. I wanted to. He certainly didn't look at any of us and said, Oh, I see a spot of light. I see this person can glorify my name. Until God saves you, you don't have the ability to glorify. But you can be good. You can be morally. But being good and morally won't save you. Being good and morally, and I have to add some other adjectives to it, is the result of God dealing with you. But uh, let's look at Jeremiah. 
just a couple of verses here. Jeremiah uh, chapter 1 and verse 5 said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. What are people going to do with those, these verses? Oh, I, I know. They've told me time and time again. I don't believe the Old Testament is for us. So why are we enjoying God's creation? The sun came up this morning because God brought it up. It rains because God wants it to rain. So as we looked at it here in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Can you imagine that? I mean, let's stop and think about it. God knew you before you were even born. Now, the reason I put emphasis up on that, that shows us his power. His sovereignty. Well, he said, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Mm. That sounds like election to me. Oh, I'm not old, you know. You've got to be careful of that word election. And none of us would have a chance of going to heaven if God didn't elect us because this old body is certainly is not going to give up what it enjoys but when God saves us you know my, one of my favorite verses you know when Jesus said it's, it's expedient it's necessary that I go away now the reason he had to go away because if he didn't go away the spirit wouldn't come and live in us and I'm still saved, not because I decided not to do certain things. I, I am saved because the Spirit of God lives in me and teaches me and comforts me and directs me. But what I don't understand is there's only one Spirit, but yet there's so many different beliefs. But I solved that problem. There's only one true one. You know, if you believe you've got to be baptized to be saved, you don't believe the way I believe. But yet you said the Spirit of God taught you that. Well, both of us, one of us has been taught incorrectly, and we both was taught by the Spirit of God. Whatever Brother Hampton knows, he knows because the Spirit of God taught him. Now, I'll come to the human flesh. He can, he can memorize and, and, and believe things, you know. But there's only one sound interpretation of the Word of God. And I've got five preachers Right now, this is not bragging or nothing. It's just they said, we disagree with you, and we're going to show you from God's word that you're wrong. When they show me, I'll share it with you. But I'm not going to stay awake 
because God will not teach me one thing and you another thing. One of us or both of us, see. <coughs> one of us got to be wrong or both of us got to be wrong if we disagree. So, uh, in Jeremiah, the last chapter, I believe, one, Jeremiah 31. Now, it's been a while since I've been in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3. God said, The Lord have appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Every saved woman that is carrying a child didn't start loving that child when it was born. They started loving that child nine months before it was born. Therefore, I make this statement. You don't murder that child because you're not sure that you uh, can take care of it. Because there's people just like me and my wife that waited three, four years to get one. You never have to abort one. There's people out here waiting. But God said, in 31, verse 3, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. That means he will always love me if he elected me. So God's eternal purpose of election is in Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. You know, Christ was chosen at the head of the elect race, and we were chosen in him because God loves us eternally in Christ. You know, it's uh, the reason I love Christ (coughs) is because he first loved me. Amen? He first loved me. So he says here in in Ephesians, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, Ephesians 1, 4. That we should be holy. See, we're not living like we should if we're not striving to be holy. Because He said in verse 5 of Ephesians 1, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, answer the question. If God chose me to be holy and I'm not holy as a way of life, how can I be saved? So... Someone once said that the believer has three strong devices or desires, excuse me. 
So I, I ask myself when I re- review this type of a study, total commitment. Am I totally sold out to the Lord? It doesn't mean I don't sin. It doesn't mean that I like things that are of the world. But as a way of life, my desire is to please him. That's what my desire is. And nobody has to come up and point a finger in my face and say, hey, you sin. I know when I mess up. And I immediately say, Lord, forgive me. Now, if you have a bulletin, don't pick it up. But uh, I misspelled. Can you imagine me misspelling something? I misspelled both of your names, Eli and Aiden. I just wanted to, you know, come front and say, hey, that's what I did before. Did you know that you misspelled that name? No, I just spelled it the way I thought it was. God will never do that. And as he's totally committed, we need to be totally communion with the Lord. We talk to him. He's our buddy. He's my friend. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. I can talk with God when I can't talk to you, and I think you all care for me. But there's sometimes I can't call you on the phone and say, I just need to talk to you. But I've never got a busy signal from the Lord. And lastly, totally conformity to the Lord Jesus Christ. Every lover of Christ longs to be like Christ. Why when these movie stars and rock singers and all that, you know, they come out with something, you know, Every once in a while, we'll see it on t- t- TV. So-and-so has got a new collection. And everybody wants that collection. You know, they want to dress like Miss Dolly, or they want to dress like somebody. Why don't we want to dress like Jesus? Jesus is not concerned whether my outfit, you know, you know I, I picked this tie out, because I thought in, in my eyes, this year was the same color as this. Well, you can tell and see it, it isn't. So I got out to the car and I said, well, I, I, got, I picked out the wrong tie. Oh, well. See, Dora was more concerned about whether my tie mess than I was. I don't I mean, I could wear a yellow tie with this, and I'd be be just fine. Because it's what's inside of me that counts. No, I'm not against messing properly. And I'll just spend more time on that. That's on my list, I think. Now I've got about 500 things on the list, and that's 499. 
but I am concerned at whether I'm too busy to read his instructions. I am concerned if I'm too busy to be a Christian. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you.